and welcome to Getting Real with the Fictitious Dishes, the podcast where a band gives you advice on everything from life to love to... Toilet stuff. <laughs> Toilet stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a reoccurring theme. Um, my name is Liz. I play guitar in the Fictitious Dishes. I'm joined by... Maggie. I play drums. And... Jackie. I play bass. And she's a bit tipsy. <laughs> Full disclosure. Full disclosure. We're recording in Jackie's awesome condo. Jackie's not going anywhere, so nope. the wine is flowing freely. Nope. I am I going somewhere, so I, should, I need to stop. Um, we also have an awesome guitar player slash singer who is not here, but she will hopefully be on the next podcast. Um, she is dealing with a little bit of family stuff. Not your concern, frankly. <laughs> N-O-Y-E. <laughs> exactly. I really had to think about that. <laughs> yeah, Maggie was sitting there, like, spelling words out in her head. like. So we are a punk-inspired power pop slash indie rock band. And you can hear our music throughout the show. You can check us out on Bandcamp. We're going to read questions um, and give advice that we we found these questions on the internet. But if you would like your own question answered, if you are in need of advice on anything, life, love, the pursuit of donuts, whatever. Ooh, donuts. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm going low carb right now. God, I want yeah, donut. donuts. Um, so, yeah, just write us in thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com. Fictitious is a weird word. Don't forget the tip. tip. <laughs> F-I-C-T-I-T-I-O-U-S the fictitious dishes at gmail.com write us in and we will uh, promptly answer your question on air you can give us a pseudonym you can say hey don't use my real name or hey only use my first name or hey just just don't use any names just don't associate this with a person <laughs> I don't know I don't know just, anyway. just asking for a friend just asking for a friend. Asking yeah, for asking for a friend. We have a show coming up on December 15th. At 14th. Ro- 14th. Rosie Gosh. O'Grady's. At Rosie O'Grady's in San Diego. We're, ba- we're a band based in San Diego. We may have listeners across the globe. For all we know, we didn't sign up for the advanced Potomatic that tells us where our listeners <laughs> to the, are. To the tens of you listening. <laughs> to the tens of you listening. <laughs> Literally. Literally, many people. Um... You know, the, some of you may not even be in San Diego, but that's where we are. And we'll be playing a show on December 14th at Rosie O'Grady's with another awesome band that has a name. We just don't remember it. <laughs> they've that's got really they've sad. got a guy named Thomas who's a sweetheart and a girl named Maria who is just a fucking badass on the guitar. And Hector Penulosa. Oh, and, I did oh, not know that Hector was in the band. Guitar, I did, I, or guitar in the band. Oh, yes. apologies. I did not know Hector was playing And her Ed Massey. Right? Ed Massey. Ed Massey. Oh, playing drums. It's a real super group, guys. You it should is. check them out. And you should come check us out. Because we're, we're a super group. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not like a super group. You know what I mean? We're super guys. You know what I mean. Um, but so anyway, we're going to get started and we're going to read you some stuff. We found these things on the internet, mostly on Reddit. And, um, I think Maggie is going to start us off. Yes. Um, this one says how to set boundaries with people who have intellectual disabilities. This is long, so bear with me here. Yesterday while at work, my staff and I dressed up for Halloween. The kids loved it, but so did a man who has an intellectual disability. I would put his age around 35. 
Okay, there goes the wine bottle. No, it didn't go. He was so taken with the costumes, but then would not leave the store, often interrupting other sales and paying customers. He kept coming in for hugs, which I didn't mind giving, but then he started tracing his finger around my costume seams, one being on my breast. It made me very uncomfortable, but I didn't want to make a scene, especially with someone who may not know what appropriate boundaries are. He was a very sweet man, just really intense and solely focused on me and my costume. In the future, how can I form boundaries with him so that he doesn't make me uncomfortable or interrupt our jobs, but with me still being a decent human being to him? I don't want to be mean. I just need to be comfortable to be able to do my work. So this one jumped out at me, and I wonder if it's the same guy, because <laughs> I had a intellectually disabled hugging incident at my work that went on for at least a year. Because A this, year? Yeah, the guy was would see a doctor who was down the hall from my office, so he would go once a month, and he would always stop in to visit us on his way to or from his appointment, and... He would catch me in the hall, and he would say how nice I was, and he, he did this thing where he handed out business cards, but he called them friendship cards. And it was sweet, and he was really nice, and, you know, he just would kind of want to chat and say that you were nice and say that you were his friend and give you hugs. And then he started coming into the office, and then, like, I would kind of come out to talk to him for a minute, and then he would go, but then he started this thing where he would go around to everyone else in the office, and he would wander back out, you know, like, into people's offices away from, you know, the reception area and ask every single person, you know, it's like 20 people in our office, like ask everyone their name, give them the friendship card speech and it, and then hug everybody. So, um, eventually, you know, some of the younger female interns in our office kind of complained about the hugging and we kind of noticed that he was only hugging the girls. And so um, we decided, you know, and there was some big mandates from HR um, because of some issues in a, at my work where we had to be, like, really explicit about touching and stuff. So um, so anyway, so, so we kind of just relied on that, and we were just like, hey, you know, the next time he comes in, let's have just pull him aside, you know, and just let him know. And so... Um, one of the men in my office did that, just pulled him aside and said, hey, you know what, like, we totally appreciate you coming by to visit. It's, you know, we like talking with you. Um, we just have to ask that you, you know, stay in the reception area. And, you know, we have been told that we have a no-hugging policy. We're not allowed to hug anybody, um, so we're just not allowed to give hugs. Mm -hmm. And after that, like, he, his demeanor really changed and he left and has not come back in like the huh. whole last year. And it was very strange because I kind of had suspicions about him after a while of whether this was some kind of act on his half because sometimes on his, yeah, whatever I said, I don't know. But sometimes he would like, his speech would change and he wouldn't sound like he had an intellectual disability and he would kind of speak, uh. you know, about like, where he went to college and yeah. things like that, what he studied, and then and then his speech would change back into how he sounded when he was trying to give everyone hugs. So the whole thing was super weird. Anyway, but I think that, you know, we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that he probably yeah. really is intellectually disabled. We want to be respectful. Of course, he's welcome to come in to a, weird, a public space yeah. so you can come in and, you know, 
say hi to everyone, but we're not going to give out hugs. And so my advice to this woman would be that, you know, if he's there, you just say, hey, you know, really, really glad that you're here with us, but, you know, we're not allowed to touch. No, you know, touching yeah. is not allowed. So yeah. please don't touch. Boundaries. Yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah. It's so tricky because, and like you said, you want to be like respectful and you don't want to be a jerk and you don't want to be, I, I mean, I think that's but, you great. Know, some people can take it a little, too, you know. What was I was reading something on one of my Facebook groups that a woman was massage therapist and was working in massage thing and she would give her clients hugs afterwards. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, and one guy that she gave a hug reached in and grabbed her tit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was just like horrified and she went to like her manager and her manager said, well, that's what you get for being unprofessional and asking and saying, getting hugs. I disagree cool. with that. So, that's cool. That's an awesome thing to say. I know. It's like, well, That's what you get. <laughs> you were asking I mean, for it. It's not that she said the right. exact words, right. but, you know, it's like, well, you know, you're kind of asking for it. It's like, she has been doing this for years, and mm-hmm. this was the first time she's had this issue, but and she feels bad like she has to actually pull back from her natural, mm-hmm. um, you know, people that do massage or people that right. are, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're touchy-feely, they want to, you know, it's like, you know, everyone's healing and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you just get some fuck yeah. off that does something bad like that and it sucks for the rest of everybody. And yeah, and yeah it's like, like you said, that there's this person that's what was the original question well this person probably legitimately is intellectually disabled and she was just trying to set some boundaries because he kept hugging and touching her was kind of fixated on her you know Mm -hmm. in that instance it's like where is their handler that's what i was gonna say i would try to find out usually where's who you know and if they're if they're crossing that line you're like you have to explain to them in yeah. kind of terms that maybe they might understand. Yeah. Like, we can't, you know, I really like your attentions, but that's not yeah. professional in this yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, call. Yeah, I would, who, if, if at all possible, try to find out if they have some kind of caretaker mm-hmm. in their life and talk to them and ask what's. You know, I, I mean, you, you know, without prying or whatever, maybe try to learn a little bit about the specific, like, disability that mm-hmm. this person has and what that means. And, right. And then what it means to the specific person. And yeah, you could just say, look, you could, I feel uncomfortable when you hug yeah. me. It could, no, let's just shake hands. I was yeah. just going to say, yeah. it could be something like, listen, we're at work, and work is a special place, and at work we share friendship by shaking hands. Exactly. And it might... It, Again, depending exactly. on the person and depending on their disability, that that might be something they really enjoy. They might yeah, really so enjoy, like, hands. oh, like, oh, like I'm in friends. an office and we're friends and we shake hands and that's great. You know, it's, but obviously every disability is different and every person is different, you know, yeah. within that. So it's, it's tricky. I mean, like in, in your case, Maggie, you said he was coming from a doctor's office. I mean, they're, they're pretty limited. They're not going to be able to tell you much, but they might be able to put you in charge of like, who's dropping this guy off? Mm -hmm. Like, who's kind of, you know, they might, he might have a caseworker of some kind, you know, like there might be something Mm -hmm. there. Um, But yeah, it's it's tricky because you don't want to be a dick. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, you know, I don't know if you run into this, Liz. Liz and I are parents. Mm -hmm. So 
um, if you're in like a like a kid area and like other kids will just like glom onto you like I don't know what their parents are what their parents are doing off somewhere not paying attention to their kid and me and my kid are like doing a game and then like some other kid is like all over me this happens to my husband more than it happens to me something about like engaged dad kids just like you know like Maybe Maybe you guys are more involved than I am because I generally don't have Well, you're part of the problem, Elizabeth, okay? Your kid is going to be climbing all over me. I know. I'm very, I'm I'm hovering over him more than I would like. I try not to. I don't want to be a helicopter parent, but then he, like, flings himself off of two-story equipment without looking. And I I kind of of have to be there. So, like, I, a lot of times we have to be, like, no touching, like, you know, back off, please, you know, like, sorry, no thank you, he doesn't like that, he doesn't want that, you know, and so, I mean, I would think that you could pretty much do the same thing with an adult who has an intellectual disability. Yeah, I mean, I would think you would want to talk to somebody that has... Like, we're not experts on this. No, obviously. We're not. And I've thought, I have, so I have a friend from college who has a daughter with uh, Down syndrome, and she posts a lot on Facebook, and I actually find it kind of interesting, because I I don't Mm -hmm. know anything about that. And she actually posts things about, like, kind of, like, how to deal. How to interact. Like, how to interact Mm -hmm. with, like, kids with Down syndrome, parents with Down syndrome. And I actually find it interesting, because, like I said, because I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, have much experience with that. And it's... Yeah, it is a lot of, like, and obviously not every person is going to be this way, but she personally is very, like, happy to educate people, kind Mm -hmm. of, and do it nicely and do it, you know? So it's, like, that's why I say try to find his, like, caretaker or whatever the better word is, like, Mm -hmm. because there might be somebody who could help you kind of better explain. There's an awesome Facebook page about that, Special Books by Special Mm -hmm. Kids, and this guy was a special ed teacher and he was like super amazing. There's these viral videos from him, like how he, mm-hmm. you know, retreated his kids with respect and everything. And then he left that to go. Basically he travels around the world and interviews parents and kids who have kind of unique um, issues. Mm-hmm. And so like super rare diseases and, you know, afflictions and things. And just is his whole goal is to just like create awareness about you know how you know they have the same wants and desires as any kid to just like laugh and play and have fun mm-hmm. and connect with people and to teach people like how to do that with someone who's nonverbal or you know you know can't walk or move or whatever mm-hmm. and so that's actually been super enlightening for me because um, you know on the occasions that I do you know uh, come across kids you know who are have a disability it's helped me to feel more comfortable to just make eye contact mm-hmm. and say hi and engage, even if they are nonverbal yeah. or whatever, or kind of recognize the signs of someone who's, you know, playing, but, um, but can't really communicate. And mm-hmm. so that you can kind of be on their level with them. And yeah. pe- his whole thing is just like meet people where they're at. Yeah, it is though. I mean, you know, it's, it is tough with, especially a grown man cause they're yeah. physically, and if you're a woman and if you're like a young woman, like the interns in your office, like they're just, they're physically imposing and the idea that they might not have total control of their faculties makes it even mm-hmm. kind of a little more frightening, but, um, yeah. Uh, but again, yeah, you want to be respectful and they're, they're just, they're human beings. Yeah. They don't act typically, but they're you know they're still mm-hmm. human beings and so yeah i think just uh, i think just trying to set those boundaries and then if if at all possible trying to find a, a person in their life who could maybe help you navigate what uh 
what is specific to that person's needs uh, mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. Solid advice. I am the prophet of this new age. I claim to to talk about poop is my turn so this person decided to ask what is it reddit users yes this is a reddit slash r slash advice that's this person uh coastal red asks my puppy pooped on the carpet how do i get the stain out i mean this is like totally opposite to that serious shit we just <laughs> talked about right now we're talking about shit but um, because you've spent a lot of time telling us stories of your dogs pooping on yeah, things in your house, God. Liz thought you'd be an expert yeah, on this. Puppy had loose poop this morning or last night. Don't know. <laughs> Didn't notice it until I was walking out the door. It'll sit all day. Ugh. I'm not quite sure what that means. I think it, they, um, that means like she had poop, to go. He or she, she had to go to did work. She pick and, it up and anyway, no, she just she left said, it. She's like, I yeah, I gotta go to work. Some Clorox on it, but wasn't able to clean it up. What can I use to take the stain out? And she says in parentheses, the carpet is gray. Carpet's gray. Well, no you probably fucked it up with the Clorox, first of all. So, yes. So you're going to have poop and bleach stains. Yes. Um, well done, millennial. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so as a pet owner of many pets, mostly cats, and then the recent, like the last 20 years, dogs. But, uh, what was I going to say? Anti-icky poo. Anti-plug stuff. Plug the local business. I'm gonna plug this business. It's made in Lakeside. It's made by a. I discovered this years ago, and it is the only thing that will take cat piss out. Jackie's holding up a. It's She's a, like cradling it. It's lovingly. a white spray bottle with an orange and maroon Logo. label. That and it is called anti-icky poo. It's by Mr. Max, or they like to call it AIP anti-icky poo. <laughs> Anyways, it's an enzymatic cleaner, kind of like Nature's Miracle, but Nature's Miracle sucks. Anyways, um, so this is what I would say. First of all, you spray Clorox on it, you're going to fuck up your carpet right away. First of all, I don't know if she cleaned up the poop. Did she clean up the poop? Did she just spray Clorox, spray on, Clorox the on the poop? I don't know. That's what it sounds it would, like. like, dissolve. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have to just, yeah... What can I do to take the stain out? Anti-icky poo will do it. Yeah, the Clorox is going to make a... It's going to bleach out your carpet, mm -hmm. and you're just going to have a... a you're not going to have poop anymore, but it's going to be a bleach mark. So my other suggestion is rip out your carpet. Because <laughs> nobody with pets needs to have carpet. Mm -mm. Nope. Nobody with pet, yeah. pets or toddlers needs to have carpet. <laughs> Yes, Liz, how did you get the poop out of your patio? Yeah. Yeah, I had, I so I don't have a whole lot of pet experience because I'm allergic to the world around Are me. Are you really? Including cats and, and dogs. Not, I, took a, I took a Zyrtec before oh I came. Oh my goodness. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm allergic to cats and dogs. Um, <laughs> this episode brought to you by Zyrtec. Yeah. <laughs> Zyrtec, if you, wanna, if you want to hit us up with some money, Zyrtec, thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com. Um... Yeah, uh, but I, as we've mentioned, I have a, a little boy, and uh, I was letting him run around naked on our patio once, and he took a dump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I just, uh, 
wrapped up the bulk of the poop in a paper towel, and then I, I think I probably did use Clorox, but that's because it was concrete. Yeah, it was concrete. So it was no, concrete. Who gives a shit? Seriously? <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Carpet? I gotta tell you, carpets, you know, no, I don't like, I like, I like carpets area rugs area rugs that's that's honestly why i don't let my kid run naked in our house very (laughs) often is because well so we have we got laminate fake wood most places with an area rug in the living room and then the bedrooms both have uh carpet totally and yeah i i just like the best thing for diaper ash is to let them go naked but i he only gets to do that occasionally on the back patio because he, he's and he like I mean he took this dump like an animal grazing in a field like he just no, no. expression change on his face nothing affected <laughs> I would not have known except then I went around the other side of his water table and there was just a big pile of poop like I just had no idea that it happened he gave no indication Very no just fell out of his butt <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> kids and kids and small animals are pretty similar. So Lincoln has a new thing w- with pooping is because he requests to have the diaper on to do it because he's he's <laughs> oh, otherwise please. potty trained. He just doesn't. There's something about sitting on the toilet to poop. He hasn't quite gotten there emotionally yet. So he <laughs> asks to have a diaper on and he'll poop, but he'll like hold his shirt up because he thinks <laughs> like the, the poop right. He thinks like it. the poop's gonna get it, and then sometimes he's like, "I need you to take my shirt off." <laughs> And I'm like, I need to poop yeah. in my diaper. I've yeah. heard of grown men who take their shirts off to poop. I have heard tell. I've never personally if met one to my knowledge. If you are a grown man that needs to take your shirt off to poop, we need to know about it. I yes. have heard tell of this phenomenon. Yes, please email us at thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com. We don't want your, your shirt or your poop. Don't send us your... Don't send the poop. No. Um, one time at work, um, someone tagged my work Twitter in a video of them getting up off the toilet, zooming in on the shit that they just took and flushing it. And so I go in, you know, check the social media accounts and saw that. And I was like, cool, great, awesome way to start my day. (laughs) Fucking millennials, man. I know. God. Avocado toast. Are you guys? Are you guys considered millennials? Technically, but we debate this all the time. We debate because it. I firmly feel like I'm a Gen Y. Gen so. X here. Yeah. Yeah. I am a yeah. I it, depending where you slice it, I am usually a millennial. As but I cheese. as I slice cheese. But um, yeah. I I like the term when is gen, either Generation from? Oregon Trail or Generation Catalano. Yeah. I'm, I'm a weird little uh, yeah. between generation. Yeah. That yeah. We don't. We're like. We looked up to Gen Xers, like, when I was, like, 13 and watching MTV. I was like, those guys are awesome. That's what I am. But, like, we really weren't because we weren't quite old enough. Gen Y. But then, like, millennials are, like, seem different. Too young. Right. Yeah. Like, they, like I don't I don't relate to someone who gets anxiety over a stamp. That was referencing a different episode, guys. We're cutting all of this out. We're cutting all. Well, who knows? We'll see. All right, last one. Uh, okay. Um, this one came also from Reddit, but um, 
we don't have the name of the Redditor because the phone just died. <laughs> <laughs> but believe us, it's real. Um, okay, it was. I'm doing this from memory. What do you do if you have an obsessive, obsessive crush on a fictional character? And Jackie's first suggestion was? Masturbate. <laughs> I mean, come on. I want to know. to what is, it, is it a cartoon? Well, what are we it, talking yeah. about when we say obsessive? Are you, are the lines of reality and fiction blurring for you? Well, what is the character? Because is it like an anime cartoon? Is it like a, an animal cartoon? A we need a lot more is information, it, yeah. and the person did not give any no, more information, they got nothing, and it's it's frustrating. I guess I guess the key with the obsession thing is I would say it's got to be interfering with normal life. Right? Yes. So mm-hmm. if the goal is to like have it not interfere with normal life anymore. Then therapist. what do you do? Yeah. You go to a therapist and you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in that case there, you go to a therapist. There's nothing that, you know, but I've been to a zillion therapists and there's there are therapists that are really good and there are therapists that are sucky. If you don't get a good therapist, try a different one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would try reaching out to um, fan groups of this <laughs> and seeing if maybe there's other, just being able to talk about it with other people. Oh, and you might and, meet someone who has the same obsession. Uh, who knows, you, you could have like an imaginary three way. You could I'm have an imaginary three way. You could do that, or just you know <laughs> maybe just talking I'm about it. Maybe just it. finding out that other people are into it will help you. You know, it's listen. I'm old enough to remember a time before the internet where if you had a weird interest, you just lived in your cone of being a nerd. You had to write <laughs> into Teen Girl Cosmo and wait the next month to see if they publish your question. And exactly. Did you actually write? I never did, no. no. Anyway, yeah, now you just hop on the internet. You just hop on a subreddit and just be like, hey, mm-hmm. is anyone else obsessed with... Whatever. Whatever. So character? I'm trying to think of like a character and I can't think of one but <laughs> Mr. Rogers <laughs> he's not fictional he's, not fictional, he's all too real okay how about uh well so I've been reading the Outlander series there you go I saw the first season of the show I have not that seen guy's the show hot. at all I have not seen the show at all the guy playing Jamie is hot uh, I've not seen the show at all but he's written very well <laughs> he's written like a hot patootie <laughs> She ain't so bad either. Mm-hmm. Um, and their romance is very poignant and and pretty and mm-hmm. and nice and and they fight but yet they get back. There, it, it's a it's nice. And you, so what go, you're oh. saying is you've masturbated. <laughs> I have not, but I have to tell you, I used to. I was reading this this. This gay pirate sex. Oh, God, you told us about this. The gay pirate. The gay pirate saga might be the reason we have a podcast, just to catch Jackie talking about the gay pirate romance that she's reading. So I read this book. You know, I I have a Kindle, and I can download whatever the fuck I want. Goddamn right you can. 2018. (laughs) And I read this book that is historical fiction, so it has history to it. Mm -hmm. And yet it is about... Pirates and their relationships. There were pirates in history. There were gays in history. Yeah. And so shit happened. Anyways, and it was the super cutest romance ever. And I just was like, aww. Aww. Pirates. (laughs) I know. It was like, aww, this is so cute. What what is it called? 
And who wrote it? Um, I can't remember. Just look it up. <laughs> we'll try to put it in the show notes. Yeah, because actually it was it was pretty it was like a it was like three book series. Okay. And uh, it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Anyways, where were we going with this? Fictional character crushes. <laughs> yeah, masturbation. I still stick with the masturbation thing. <laughs> I did, again, I, I, yeah, like you like, said, if this is obsession to the fact that it is interfering with your everyday life in some way, then get professional help, get a therapist, and I'm not, I, I, that sounds like, um, cop out. Well, no, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic or something, I'm not, like, no, like, I, yeah, I've seen a therapist, I think we all have, like, it's helpful, do it, um, I do like the idea of finding other people with the same but, crush because then you guys can kind of like yeah. But if it's just if it's just something oh my God. Like, like I'll dig into my past, like oh you just think Trent from Dari is cute, like and you're Ooh, like. What? <laughs> We did talk about that. And yeah. you're like, and you're like, oh my god, am I a freak for thinking this cartoon? Like, no, go online, see if other people think it's cute. I, I found it out because one of my friends said it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not the only one. And like, okay, so you know, yeah, friend. like you could just go in an internet chat room. It's there's plenty of believe me. Or just like crushes. You know, I have a friend who has a mutual crush on who's that guy from Pulp? Oh, Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, Jarvis Cocker. He is. We have a mutual like hot. He's someone I describe as oddly attractive because he's Very not. Attractive. He shouldn't be. He's like skinny, ghost pale like skinny, and like super skinny and kind of greasy. Ooh, but there skinny. is something. Odd, <laughs> there is something oddly attractive about Charles. He dances Parker. good. And yeah, he's a good dancer. Sure. He's a good dancer. He's very confident. Confident. Go, confidence goes a long way. Right now, people, she's uh, doing some very sensual moves, <laughs> channeling her Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis Cocker. I know Taryn. Not our Taryn, but another Taryn that is a friend of mine. Oh, right. I forgot you know another Taryn. I know a couple different Taryns, but this is a T-R-Y-N Taryn. Oh, Taryn. Smack the life out of you. T-R-Y-N, that's trying. T-E-R-R-Y-N. Taryn. I thought you said T-R-Y-N, and I was like, that's trying. Trying. Well, I had a major crush on a character from Sons of Anarchy. But oh, that's I, a terrible show. Oh, what are you God, talking I loved about? It. it was a biker soap oh, opera with, like, dirty, my husband, my husband loves that. Oh. motorcycle boys. Oh. See, I always had a thing for, like, the dirtiest punk guys. Oh, so, like, the punks. So the, you know, the biker, that's dirty disgusting. biker guys is, like, a close second. So <laughs> they don't have any... They don't have any drama. No, I need stories boys about punks. So. <laughs> but but I never I didn't like think about it when the show wasn't on. I, mm. He would come on the screen and be like, ooh. Yeah. But then I, it's like I didn't it didn't I didn't give it another thought otherwise. So yeah. It's same. Not, like that's, obsession realm. Yeah. Same. That's why I'm I'm a little struggling with this one. But um, yeah. If it's a if it's interfering with your life, get help. If it's just something that you're worried, if it's weird. If you're a teenager in school, just go with yeah. the feeling. Right. Especially, just go, go rub against your pillow. Exactly. Listen, especially if you're a teenager and you just think you're weird, you're not. Everyone's weird. There's nothing new under the sun. Anything you can imagine, someone else has felt that way. Five other people in your class are probably feeling that way. Just uh, don't worry about it. It it gets better. (laughs) Um, Write it out. Journal it. Journal it. So Jackie dramatically put her lip gloss down to like put a cap on that and then it fell over. Yeah. Which is a perfect way to end this. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you've 
learned something. <laughs> we hope. Done a little self-reflection. Yep. We've Tell made... us about your uh, celebrity obsession yeah. crushes. Who are you? Yeah. Who were you obsessed with? Who rules your world? Um, I weirdly, I get podcast yeah. crushes. I listen to a lot of podcasts. No shocker, because I'm the one who made us do this. Uh, <laughs> and I have certain, I have like little like crushes on like like certain podcasters. That yeah, oh. I tell my husband about it, and he makes fun of me. But uh, yeah, anyway. No, I have an obsession with like. Um, Paul Newman and Slapshot. <laughs> oh, Paul Newman. Oh, like, young young Paul Newman is not a fox. not young. No, he's not even that silver, young in that. Yeah, Silver but, Fox. I mean, yeah, he's a Silver, silver fox. fox. Have you ever seen HUD? No. He's he's pretty young in that. I mean, like thirties mm-hmm. probably. But he yeah. Nah, that'd be too young. That'd be too young. Uh, uh, check it out though. Give it a look. Because he's like fifties in yeah. uh, Slapshot. Slapshot. Slapshot's a great and he's all movie. ripped. Wish. You see him with his shirt on. That's what I mean. That just check out. I'm telling you. Deemed that hot at fifty as men are. I know it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. You see, yeah, you see handsome older men and then their wives, and you're just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. It is. It's true. It's there's like some... they're hot, and then the wife's old. There's some other the actresses that I do still think are attractive, but a lot of them have had like. Yeah, they have to have plastic surgery. All right. Uh, thank work. you guys so much for listening. Send us your celebrity obsessions. And your problems. Maybe we can send us your questions. Send us your three questions. (laughs) Yeah, I want poop stories. Poop stories. Just tell me your poop stories. Could talk about poop all day. (laughs) Never enough. I threatened to tell stories on this podcast about shitting my pants, but we'll (laughs) save that for a future episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Check out our stuff on Bandcamp if you like it. Come see us December fourteenth at Rosie O'Grady's if you live in the San Diego area, and. Have a great rest of your day. You know what you didn't say on any of these was rate, review, and subscribe. <sighs> rate, rate, review, review, subscribe. That really does help. Um, it, it sounds dumb, but yes, please do it. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, Bye. Bye. And, wow, a beautiful goth person just emerged <laughs> and with gazelle-like grace is <laughs> exiting the door. <laughs> Jackie's roommate is going to be on the next pod. I... <laughs> uh, anyway, so 